everyone. This is episode 586 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, February 6, 2019. Sixes all around. I'm your host, Mark Krishnez, and today I'll be talking about Apex Legends, and that's pretty much it, game-wise at least. I'll also talk about a few movies, including 8th Grade and Bird Boy, The Forgotten Something. I don't remember what the subtitle is, I just think of it as Bird Boy. Uh, And that's pretty much it. So Apex Legends is the new battle royale game from Respawn Entertainment, the makers of Titanfall. And it feels a lot like Titanfall without Titans and without wall running or double jumps. I don't find myself missing the wall running all that much, but I do find myself missing the double jumping quite a bit. But... It is a free-to-play game that was launched Monday, this past Monday, the 4th. And in addition to that, they also announced that they are working on a new Titanfall game that is being considered news, I guess. But I thought that we already knew a new Titanfall was in the works. But maybe that was just something people assumed and it was only confirmed this past Monday. Anywho... Apex Legends is another battle royale game, first person, like Blackout, except the difference with Apex Legends over, not every, I think Realm Royale has a similar setup, but instead of it being uh, where everyone's the same, uh, you, you pick one of a handful of classes, I believe there are eight in the game so far, they could add more. And six of them are unlocked right from the beginning. To unlock the other two, you have to use in-game currency you unlock over time with experience or uh, paid currency, which last time I checked wasn't available to purchase, so I I don't know about that. But people are using them, though it's I, I don't know if it's just people who are considered in the press or influencers or whatnot you know the 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 top tier of those folk but that that's where the game really stands out over other games in addition to that it's only squad based and three-person squads so you can't play solo there aren't duos it's three-person squads and you can't play as the same character so if you pick one class then that that person uh, that class can't be picked by another person in your in your squad. <laughs> it would make if it was set up that it once that person is picked, that class is picked. No one else can pick them. Then it would only be an eight-person battle royale. But I think the the count is sixty. I think I heard that. I I didn't really pay attention to myself, but I think that follows because I think it starts with twenty squads. And it's set up the same way. You jump out of a ship and you land somewhere. You find weapons and all that jazz and try to kill the other players. The ways in which it is different, and there could be other Battle Royale games out there because the only ones I've played are Realm Royale, PUBG, Blackout, and Fortnite. But in my experience, the ways in which it are different are, of course, the class-based system. Uh, every class has a few new unique abilities. A, a regular ability that has a 30-second cooldown, I believe. And 
a ultimate ability that you unlock over time. And my favorite class is Bloodhound, who is this guy who's almost dressed in like a, a samurai type of outfit. And he has a little hawk with him, and he's able to <clears throat> notice or if any enemies have been in a certain vicinity by toggling his regular ability. And then you toggle his ultimate, and he's able to see much more clearly and uh, see a lot more than what he can with his regular ability. There are other classes that shoot out smoke grenades that can uh, block other players' uh, ability to see or, or lay down mortar strikes, more offensive abilities, medics who can bring out these robots that will heal players and stuff like that. Uh, one character can bring out a, a dome, a shield that will last for 15 seconds. So you have your you know defensive classes, offensive classes. Bloodhound is in a category all by himself, which I don't know what, I don't know if it's like, oh, this is a scout or this is a hunter, this is a something else, but it's not considered offensive or defensive or medic class. Um, I think there are two classes that are only uh, one player. But that's where it's different. And also one thing I really like, and this is specifically for games where you're playing with a squad, is that when you jump out, instead of having to time it with everyone to be in chat with people and say, okay, uh, on the count of three, we all jump. Uh, when the person who is the jump master or whatever it's called, when they jump, everyone jumps with them. So you don't have any control over the jump unless you choose to bail out. You can choose to go off on your own if you want. You don't have to. And if you choose to stay with the group, then you're just following where that leader is taking you. And how they pick the leader, it seems, is whoever's not the first to pick. Usually it's the third person because you have a randomized order in terms of picking the classes. So in exchange for not getting to pick their class first, one of the other players will be able to pick where you drop to. Um, and I really like that because trying to time it, and even if you do time it, just getting into the getting to the same place in a squad can be more frustrating than it needs to be, and this just really simplifies it, which is nice. And another thing that is different is that if you die in the game, that doesn't mean you're out. You could be revived after one of your teammates gets your banner and then gets to a specific beacon or something and then places your ba uh, beacon uh, or your banner in there or whatnot. I, I've never revived someone in that sense or brought someone back to, to re-drop into the game, but I have been revived in that sense. And that's a cool aspect so that even if you get knocked out, if your teammates or one teammate uh, collects both banners, etc., uh, they're able to bring you back into the game. So it, it does incentivize you to keep watching the game and not just quit out once you're dead, um, which is nice. Um, but other than that, I'm trying to think of other key differences I noticed, it, it is a battle royale game. What it has going for it is, of course, it is free, like Fortnite. And it's very polished. I haven't had any issues in terms of 
lag or anything like that in game i have had connectivity issues outside of the actual game where after finishing a match it would kick me to the the main menu and then i would have to reconnect to the server and maybe it wouldn't connect a few times or it would constantly fail to connect and i have to close the game completely and relaunch it and then it would work fine but every time i've been in a match i've had no issues which is good um i think the way it uh, gives out XP and, and, and all that is a lot better than Blackout, which is the other main game I've played. And like, I, I don't remember how Fortnite works in terms of XP or anything like that. And with PUBG, you're getting, you're always getting some amount of points towards the the currency, I believe. But it's been a while since I've played PUBG. But the thing that I hate most about Blackout is that you could play through a match and you could accomplish nothing in terms of increasing your character's rank if you played a while. Like you could play 10 minutes, not kill someone, not end up in the top 20 or whatever it is if you're playing in solo and get nothing out of it. You know, you need to get into the top 20 or 15 to, I think, maybe it's changed or something. Um, to get one tick or a few ticks i think for ending up in the top whatever number and then you get a tick per kill and once you get 10 ticks you uh increase a level but regardless of how well you do in apex legends you're going to get some xp you'll get more of course if you last longer if you're ranked higher if you get so-and-so kills your damage dealt and all this stuff and i really like that because it means no matter how a match turned out, I feel like I accomplished something, even if it's very, very little. I at least got something for playing. And I think that's really important in, in these types of games because it means that I never feel like I'm wasting time. And if there's anything I hate, it's it's wasting time. But it's it's solid. It's not clicking with me like I hoped it would. I think part of it is because the shooting feels so much like Titanfall that I want the movement to feel exactly like Titanfall. Sliding feels great, but no wall running and no double jumping is disappointing. Maybe they'll add that at some point or add a class that is just the Titanfall class here. This is the, the pilot class. Uh, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Um, and I feel like... And I could be wrong, but it just seems like ammunition is much harder to find in Apex Legends compared to every other Battle Royale, Battle Royale game I've played. I've played maybe 15 or so matches, and while there have been a few where I've had plenty ammo, I've had more ammo than I need, I, I it just seems like on average there are more times than not when I have weapons but I just have no ammo for them and I run out real quickly and it's just like okay well now I'm screwed melee doesn't seem to do much damage uh, it looks great I really like it the the map is pretty but it's not that it's not alive it's not I don't know there's just something about the map that isn't Super exciting. I do like some of the, the layouts of areas. I like having these zip cords or whatever that you can use 
regardless of the direction, whether they're angled down or up, you can use those to navigate a space really quickly. Um, but it's it's a game that everyone should try out if you like Battle Royale games. And even if you don't, it's worth trying out because it's really well polished. It is free. And the class-based aspect of it might intrigue people who are otherwise not that interested in the genre and the the forced squad system is something that i thought i was going to really hate and i do still wish there was a way to play solo but the squad based system works pretty well even if you're not using a mic because you press the right bumper i'm, I'm playing on xbox one you press the right bumper and you can ping things and what you can ping is if you see an enemy, your cursors, your your, your crosshairs are on the enemy. You you press the the bumper. It'll tell your teammates that there's an enemy over there. Uh, you can do that with items. So if you see a bunch of uh, med packs or ammo that you don't need, but you know or assume that your teammates might need them, you you just look at it, ping it, and they'll know exactly where those items are. So you can tell people in the game where an item is without having to actually vocally tell them which is nice i, I really like that um and if somebody pings a location like i think we should go here you can look at that location and press the the right bumper to say okay to, to just agree with them without again having to do it verbally over voice chat which is nice for people who either don't have headsets or don't feel comfortable using headsets or don't want to talk with people they don't know are uncomfortable with that so i like that system there are a lot of great ideas in it and i think there's still room for improvement but it's a it's a really great start the thing that i think is funny is because respawn is an ea company uh and this coming out now i'm just wondering what this does for battlefields battle royale mode whatever the hell is called i don't like just it seems like this is gonna hurt that more than anything even though it, it should be very different you know this is like overwatch meets battle royale in a way um it just is kind of funny that this battle royale game we didn't really know about you know the the, the releaks i think the past week or so but it wasn't something that we were that was on anyone's radar for a while is is now out before the battlefield what is it is battlefield 5 is that what the last one's called i don't remember but before that one's battle royale like what what the hell is going on with that one anyway when is it supposed to come out i don't know i don't know if anyone really cares anymore but uh apex legends again free on everything i mean not switch but xbox playstation 4 pc and uh yeah i i think it's a a decent time i'm not yet in love with it i still prefer blackout and PUBG overall but there are a lot of things in apex legends that i wish would come to the oh, specifically i i think apex is most comparable to blackout in terms of the way they feel uh, as a shooter and all of that and i think if anything has to be worried right now it's it's blackout because blackout is part of a paid package you can't 
buy blackout by itself for a discounted price and you can't get it for free so the the free factor is a strong strong factor and that's what makes me imagine i'll play this more even if it never fully clicks with me just because it's a game i know all my friends have or at least have access to um so yeah it's good it could be great maybe i'll think it's great after some more time but there's just there's something about it that isn't clicking with me and the funny thing is too i think the drop music is amazing i think the drop music is perfect it is the best part of the game and everything after that is downhill. But that's not saying the, the the rest of the game is bad. I think if this drop music was in PUBG or Blackout or Fortnite or any Battle Royale game, it would be the best part of all those games. Because the, the, the drop music is so fantastic. It builds and builds and builds and gets more intense. And it's just, it's so just spot on for that moments like you're getting pumped up and more and more excited as you're getting closer to the the ground and when you land it's just like i'm ready to go and it, it never tops that which is funny but i think it's more so a testament of how great that drop music is and whoever whoever did the drop music pat yourself on the back because you did an incredible job with that one little thing you know it's something that I can't even remember in any of the other games. It's a, I remember this about Apex Legends. I'm thinking about it right now, and I'm like, I want to go play some Apex Legends just to hear that drop music. But uh, that's pretty much all I've played that I can talk about at the moment. Um, so moving on to what I've been watching, I finally watched 8th Grade, which I waited and waited and waited to watch because I knew I had to be in the right moment because it would likely be a difficult watch for me as someone who was picked on and didn't have the greatest experience specifically in high school in grammar school i was teased and had a few moments but overall it wasn't a terrible experience but high school for me was the worst time of my life and eighth grade is an amazing movie i loved eighth grade i was really worried that i would be underwhelmed by it that it would be another juno or ladybird or the like but what eighth grade succeeds at is being real at, at, at feeling real it feels like it could be a documentary everything about the movie feels real it doesn't feel heightened like juno and ladybird which is fine i'm not saying that's a bad thing about those movies and i don't dislike those movies a juno i have to rewatch because i really don't like it a lot uh, because i think it's way overwritten but Ladybird's solid. There are moments in Ladybird that I don't like. Though the one that stands out in Ladybird is when Ladybird and her friend are sitting in whatever the, the the back area of some part and eating the communion, which to me is just it's ludicrous. Maybe it's something that kids actually do to be rebellious and all that. I could I guess I could see that, but for me, I can't wrap my head around that because regardless of whether or not you want to rebel or do something naughty or whatever, the communion tastes like shit. Actually, that's not true. It doesn't taste like shit. It tastes like nothing. It tastes like paper. I know this because I've eaten many, many, many 
communions, the Eucharist, whatever the hell it's called. I don't know. I haven't had it in years. The body of Christ. The body of Christ tastes like paper. And I know it tastes like paper because I've eaten paper too. Both of these things I haven't eaten in a while. And the reason why is because they both are shitty, shitty things to eat. They are flavorless. They're bland. Even if you added something to them like peanut butter or whatever, what's the point? They still suck. You're, you're just eating peanut butter on paper. Why would you do that? I just, to me, them like sitting on the floor or whatever they were doing, I think they were laying on the floor eating this nasty shit. I'm like, oh my God, this is stupid. Why would you do this? No. I, I just, I, I can't get my head past that particular moment because I hate it. I just, it's just something I can't imagine why anyone would want to do. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to rebel by doing things I shouldn't do and I'm just going to keep sticking a fork into a, a electrical socket. You know, I know it's going to keep shocking me and I'm maybe going to get some permanent damage from this, but whatever, I don't care because you know what? I'm not supposed to do it. I like, no, it's just nasty. But eighth grade feels very real and it's, it's such a, it's such a good movie. Uh, I, I think it, it could be more difficult for people who have experienced not there's it's not so much bullying in this one but being I don't even say that she's an outcast but just she's not sure how to really fit in she doesn't exactly fit in and she wants to fit in and tries to but she struggles to put herself out there and you see her desires in her videos that she's recording for YouTube that, of course, no one's really watching. Um, and there are some really cringy moments. Not not cringy in that, like, they're, they're uncomfortable, just in how real they are. And for people who have experienced these things, they just are, 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 are something that bring back memories that can be hard to deal with in the moment. Uh, I think the music, the score in it is fantastic. There are a few times where they choose not to have the actual audio of, of the, of what is going on of the characters. And I think that it's a smart choice in all those moments when it happens. And it's just, it's a really fantastic movie. Um, and I, I was so pleasantly surprised by it because I was really worried that it was going to be another kind of heightened over, not over the top, but just lacking that layer of authenticity that I think is missing from those other movies I mentioned. It's very good. She's very good. And as I watched it and finished it, and I finished First Man as well, and I really like that. Uh, I just looked at, I didn't even look at, I just remember the movies that were nominated for Golden Globes and Oscars this year. And I, I, I think, uh, at least in, in the, the recent years, the last five plus years or so, that this has got to be the worst selection of movies for Best Picture uh, of any year. Uh, compared to the movies that are actually out there that could be potential nominations. And I, and I say this as someone who hasn't seen all the movies nominated, but I look at them based and, and based on what I've heard 
or from people that have seen them who I know or the, the trailers, what they put out there. Like Bohemian Rhapsody, no fucking way. I love Queen so much, but I don't care how many people tell me it's so good. I saw that clip of the editing in that movie and the editing was absolute garbage. All these fucking quick cuts, like one second, quick cut, quick cut, quick cut, like every single second. It's a, it's a nightmare. You want to know what other movie has editing like that? Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Do you know why maybe Beyond the Valley of the Dolls is a movie you've heard of but probably never seen? It's because it's the one movie that Roger Ebert wrote and people hated it. And then he never wrote another movie again. It is a, it's a, that is a mess of a movie. And, and the editing is no help in there. The editing is just all these a lot of these quick cuts that are, for me headache inducing i hate them so much i i can't imagine watching bohemian rhapsody if the editing is reminiscent of that particular scene that i saw throughout the entire film it would just be an absolute train wreck and then green book just seems like a a very typical schlocky make you feel good type of movie uh, a very disney thing where it's uh you know disney can make good feel good movies and stuff like that but there's also a tendency for them to be a little bit too much i i think that queen of whatever was uh, a was a something that had that issue but i i can't remember and maybe maybe disney can't do it i don't know i don't know if green book is disney i don't it probably isn't because i think i would know if it was disney but like hidden figures is the opposite of something that does it well. Um, and there are also issues with Green Book, I guess, with how factual it is or the way it portrays stuff. Um, then, other than that, I don't like it. To me, Black Panther in no way deserves to be best nominated. I think culturally, yes, it's very important and it's great that it exists and what it did and all that stuff. But I think as a movie, it's it's okay it it's it's good it is a good movie but it's not great it's not amazing it's not one of the best movies of the year because black panther the title character is boring as fuck i hate him he is the worst part of that movie um and i know that so much of the the movie if you ignore him is really really good i forget the character's name but the actress who's in the walking dead she is so amazing in that movie she is such a badass she became instantly after watching that movie one of my favorite mcu characters i love her i want her to have her own movie i just want to watch her all the time and like his sister is great uh of course michael b jordan is fantastic but chad bowman (laughs) said his name uh it's just it's just a boring character. Black Panther is boring. I'm I'm not rooting for him. I, I and I'm not. It's not that I'm against him either. I just I don't give any shits about him. The other the bigger leader of the other clan of whatever. I like him more. Like it just isn't good when your main character, the character who the movie's named after, is so whatever so throw away he doesn't even have to be in the movie i don't have to i don't don't have to deal with him um what else is nominated i don't know but there's so many great movies that weren't nominated even ones that i didn't love but i know there's a lot of love for that 
do different things or try to be different or, or be unique or, or experiment like sorry to bother you i wasn't a fan of that but i know a lot of people love it um american animals i think is fantastic eighth grade is fantastic first man i think is really good um and there are other ones too that i can't think of off the top of my head but i just i, I look at this year's crop and I think, boy, oh boy, this <laughs> this is a real shitty selection of movies. I don't want to look at them right now. Uh, a Star is Born, I still want to see that. I probably would really like that. Uh, I am a fan of Black Klansman. I'm glad that's nominated. I really like that movie. I just now realize that the, the main actor of that movie is Denzel Washington's kid, which I did not know. Uh, which was super surprising, but uh, I uh, Widows would never be nominated, but that would be kind of cool. Or Hereditary. How often, if ever, uh, maybe the extras. I don't know. How often do they nominate horror movies? And why is Widows? I'm looking at the the genres just on Google. I, I looked up 2018 films, and it has the the genre i guess the main genre that they consider these movies widow's number one genre here is a romance i don't think of that as a romance movie you call a heist movie that's a really specific genre but maybe like a thriller or an action thing or something eighth grade is a comedy i don't think i guess you could call it a dramedy but I don't think any part of eighth grade made me laugh or made me think, yeah, this is this is funny, but also kind of sad and, and maybe a little uplifting at the end. Like, oh, there's there's hope and all that. Um, there's also and going back to eighth grade, there's such a beautiful moment between the father and the daughter that I'm just thinking about it is making me kind of tear up because I'm I'm a sucker for all those types of father kid moments and. It it was a really beautiful moment where he just makes sure she knows that she is so loved and that you know he is so happy that he's able that he's her father like he feels so lucky and blessed that he's her father. It's just it's a it's a beautiful moment. I loved it. Leave No Trace is one I still have to watch. It. I've heard great things about A Quiet Place. I have issues with just in terms of the inconsistencies of it but I, I that was a good movie um any other ones uh blind spotting blind spotting i think is fantastic and should be there if they want to be have some kind of like i mean they could have sorry to bother you and also blind spotting to have uh something that's more like oh this is the cultural thing you know we got to have some black movies or whatever let's have black panther and black clansman the two movies that have black in the title i'm sure that's not why but i don't know uh, won't you be my neighbor should be nominated for best documentary because Mr. Rogers is the best. I don't, I don't know all the other ones that were nominated. So whatever. Um, what else? Anything? I love searching. I, I don't think that's a nomination type of movie uh, vice. I, I really want to see the hate you give. I'm glad that wasn't nominated. Uh, cause that's a bit of a mess, but yeah, that's, I think this was just sort of a, a weak year, at least for 
I guess, award worthy or the, the type of movies that are nominated. I think there are a lot of genre films that were pretty good. Like Upgrade is fantastic. Uh, I think the comic book movies this year were pretty good. Ant-Man, uh, Infinity War, uh, Black Panther, um, Bumblebee is supposed to be good. Like there are a lot of big budget action things that were pretty good. Um, but your your more award esque movies just no, not so much. And then before I wrap up this episode, I want to talk about Bird Boy really quickly, just because I think it's it's a movie I have to watch again because it's really weird. It's an animated movie from Spain, I believe. And it is just, it's really wild. It's very dark. It's, it follows these uh, animals uh, who are living in, I guess, a post-apocalyptic world. And a few of the children animals are trying to escape. And they run into things along the way. And there's a lot of dark imagery. This is in no way a kid's movie. Do not show your kids this. But it's got a lot of cool dark trippy imagery and it's freaky and it's pessimistic it's 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 dark it's not a movie you're going to want to watch if you're looking to be cheered up or if you're in a bad mood and you want to feel better don't watch bird boy but i found it to be so visually engaging and and so much that despite not following the story exactly it's just the story didn't grab me in the same way the visuals did but the story didn't lose me either i was just so captured by the visuals that what was happening or at least what was this the story the the little details of the story went by me i guess but i'd love to watch it again i, I own it so i can watch it whenever i want uh, I, I bought it because i heard re really great things and from a visual standpoint, it is something that if you are into that type of stuff, if you're in animation and crazy imagery and, and seeing something that is different, that isn't like your Disney or Pixar crap, it's 2D, uh, I think. Yeah, it's 2D. I don't know. It could be like a mixture of stuff, but it's 2D or whatever. You know, it's not 3D, but, you know, there could be 3D elements of it thrown in there i don't want to say it's completely 2d like old classic disney thing or whatever um but yeah it's really cool and i highly recommend checking it out if you can see it. I, i'm sure it's streaming not like for free but you know buy it on demand but uh that's that's gonna end the show i don't know why i was so hesitant to call it 2d but that's how it goes does it, is that how it goes? I don't know. But no rhymes with go. Z. Z. Uh, uh, uh. Anywho, once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram. Nope. You can just find me on Twitter. Pretty much everywhere. At PX Sausage. On PSN, I don't care. What am I doing? I'm so out of it right now, I guess. Because I like, threw up my back. Did I mention that already? I don't know. But it's it's finally feeling better today. And hopefully... By tomorrow, it'll be all good again. Because yesterday was a nightmare. Anywho, 
Let's rewind and start this over. Once again, I'm your host, Mark Cruznez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. If you'd like to check out the video versions of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage, where you can also find other videos like anime reviews and whatnot. You can subscribe, all that jazz. I don't care. Fine. If you if you want to, go ahead. If you don't, that's fine too. A new episode of Attack the Backlog went up this past Sunday. I don't remember if I mentioned it last episode, but I'm mentioning it again regardless. Uh, and that one was all about Bionic Commando, the 3D one, back uh, which came out in 2009. And it's good. It's not great. It's got issues, but... It was better than I was expecting, which was a nice uh, thing to have happen. If you'd like to check out the art I do, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it all out over there. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this here episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye. Bye.